0: You're listening to My Solo Road by Divine Media. Hello, friends. Welcome back to My Solo Road. It has been a long time. We have a lot to catch up on. This is like one of those... I'm sorry I didn't text back moment uh, where it's been a whole year, so you're welcome for that. I am currently sitting alone in my van in Joshua Tree, which feels only right because I don't even know how many episodes I have recorded here in Joshua Tree, so it feels just how it is meant to be, sitting and recording and coming back to the podcast in one of my favorite places. Henry is in his van, parked just behind me. I gave him all of the children. We also have Abigail right now, which I will get into all of that. I have so many things to tell you. I am already drinking wine, although I will give you a second in just a couple minutes to grab whatever you want or obviously do that now. On today's episode, what I really want to do and focus on is catch you up on my life, if you are wanting like the van life interviews, I have so many amazing episodes coming soon with a lot of my great friends. And those will be like that type of episode uh, where I just ask a bunch of questions and we talk all about life on the road and van builds and van life and really just travel or I even have some great episodes coming with friends who are not in van life or travel like content related anything at all. Just some like online friends that I've made on TikTok over time. And a couple of them have children and husbands and houses and they like do that type of thing. And so they're going to be on the podcast as well. But anyways, today's episode is really just going to be a throwback to the good old days, how it used to be. I didn't really want to come back to the podcast with a guest or even with Henry. I will have an episode uh, live next week with Henry where we talk all about our relationship and things that we have been through in the last year in all different ways. But it only felt right that I would come back and just be sitting in my dark van recording alone and that be how we kind of catch up for the first time in so long. So that will be today. You have some great episodes coming later, like I said, with some of my good friends. And so, the those will be really exciting as well. But this one's going to be all about me and my dogs and my life and how things are going right now. I'm also just really excited to be getting back to this and to be chatting with you again. I know I took so long off and even though, you know, I have legitimate reasons, I have a laundry list of things that I have been working on and it's not a lack of, you know, effort or work or like whatever. It's not laziness. It's just been the one thing I kind of had to put on the back burner for a little while, uh, but I feel like I have been able to delegate some things in my life recently that will help me tremendously. I finally have someone who's going to help me with the podcast specifically. Shout out to her as she listens right now. And so that is going to help me quite a bit and just kind of stay focused and keep on track on this one little pillar of what I do. And so, yeah, I'm just very excited. This has always been a really special way for you and I to connect and for you to kind of get to hear the ins and outs of my life in a much much deeper scale than what I can share in like a 60 second reel or even on Instagram stories where I tend to share more like behind the scenes type of stuff. This is just obviously a much longer form of content and of us chatting and talking and because I just sit here and talk into a microphone. I tend to overshare. If you are new here, hi, that is pretty much all I'll be doing. And I love doing that. And I feel like it is the most like relatable part of what I do because I overshare. So I'm just really excited to be back to this. And I just want to say thank you to everyone over the last year who has asked me continuously when the podcast is going to come back because I do forget sometimes how much you like this. And so every time I would see those questions, I would think to myself like, wow, I I, I have to do the podcast. Like that's something that can never go away because it's, it's something that a lot of people really enjoy and I enjoy doing it. So here we are. And thank you so much for just kind of always bringing that to top of mind for me. And yeah, so this is when I will... Let you uh, grab a drink, get a glass of wine. Like I said, I already poured myself one. Crack a beer, get some water, get a coffee if it's in the morning, and let's do this. All right, so to be completely honest, I have no idea where I was or what I was doing when we last talked, when I last recorded. I couldn't tell you where, what campsite I was at, who I was talking to. I did not bother to even check before I started recording. I don't know. I just wanted to sit down tonight. I was really getting the hankering to talk to you. So I have no idea what I was doing or what was going on. So I'm just going to update you on literally everything in my life. Starting with the dogs, I literally just have like a list in front of me of everything that I feel like I want to talk about today. And so I'm just going to go down the list and starting off with my children, of course, obviously, with Miss Ella. Ella is thriving. She's doing fantastic. There's pretty much nothing to go on for her. She's really doing well and she's just growing into this four-year-old beautiful dog. Her like manners have really, well, if you've met me and she's jumped up on you, apologies because she does do that sometimes. But in regards to her, like listening to me and when I call for her, she just stays right next to me and she listens so well. If I want her to come to me, like sometimes if I walk her off of a leash, obviously only where I can walk her off of a leash. I'm not one of those people. But if I do that, And I call her, she just comes right back immediately because she has this like desperate need to please me and Henry. And so she just listens so well and I love that about her so much. And she's just thriving per usual. I mean Ella's always just kind of been a thriving dog. Like she makes the best of everything and we love that about her. Pearl. Pearl is, I mean, she's always killing it. She's the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life forever. The funny thing about Pearl, this is, uh, we're going to get into the oversharing right now and we're going to talk about more exciting things. Okay. The new van and all of that that's coming up. But I, I mean, hello, priorities. This is my top priority. Pearl has always had this issue with her butt. I know. I know it's uh sweet and so she's having that currently right now which is a big problem because i mean okay this is so disgusting honestly i cannot believe this is where i'm starting this episode this this part is not even written down i don't know i just can't it's what she's going through right now so how do i not talk about it it's just not looking so nice and if you've had a chihuahua maybe you've dealt with this before as well i've tried like all of the different things that you can But, like, twice a year this happens, and then she starts licking it. And then I have to take her into the vet, and she has to get medicine and she has to get it fixed. Okay, I'll just leave it there. She has to get coned, and we're at the beginning of that process right now. So, that's kind of what she's going through currently. She's not in a cone or on medicine yet, but like, I can tell that next week I'm probably gonna have to take her into the vet, and we're gonna have to do that. So, that's how she's doing. Other than that, thriving, but I can just tell when this starts to bother her again and it starts to get uncomfortable she like acts a little bit more lethargic is she's just in discomfort and I don't like seeing that. So she's probably got only just a few days until I take her to the vet. The reason I'm holding out is because it really just started but now because it's happened a few times since I've had her I just know that that's like what's happening. And uh, up next is Finn. Finn, my boy, my only son. Finn and I, I feel like since the last time we've probably done this, since I've told you, Finn and I have like really developed such a relationship since then. I feel like I'm legitimately his mother now. And I mean, not to say I didn't necessarily feel like that, but Henry was like really his number one before and he'll always be Finn's number one, obviously, but I feel like Finn listens to me and like just loves on me and comes to me for attention. Like even before he'll go to Henry, if Henry's on his phone, he'll just like come straight to me and like, want cuddles and want love and stuff like that. And so, that has just made me really happy. I feel like our relationship has just really developed over the last, like, even six months probably, but definitely in the last year. So, other than that, Finn, thriving, doing fantastic. He is a very funny dog, obviously a very beautiful dog. People ask us all the time, like, what he is, where did we get him, and they just, like, constantly comment on how incredibly unique and just gorgeous of a dog he is because all things are true, you know? And then last but not least, dog-wise, hello, Abigail. There's a movie which actually 10 out of 10 recommend Henry made me watch it. It's called Catch Me If You Can with Leonardo DiCaprio, and it's, like, an older movie, but his name in the movie is Frank Abignale. okay? Not Abigail, but, like, Abignale. And so we call Abigail, who is our current black uh, Chihuahua foster dog. We call her Frank. We call her Abig We call her Big Nails. We call her Bug Nail. I mean, it's honestly ridiculous. She has no idea what her name is, probably because of this. And she's just like the cutest little dog. We rescued her in Mexico a few months ago, and it was really special because we've never. As far as I can remember I don't think we ever have. We've never fostered a dog that we specifically rescued. Like we kind of did with Taco and Bell but Pris from Los Adoptables was the one to actually rescue them. Like Taco and Bell that day we rescued the other dogs on the beach. For those of you that remember if you were not here then sorry we rescued some other dogs in Mexico. But we went to Mexico a couple months ago and the day that we got there, I had told Henry that I would love to foster a dog that we like literally rescue that week. And he was like, you know, well with vaccinations and with whatever, I'm not sure if we can do that. And which is like completely legitimate and, you know, justified. I didn't think that we were going to actually be able to do it either. And then the day that we got there, and we also wanted a small dog. The day we got there, we had just arrived. We hang out with Pris from Los Adoptables. Again, we absolutely love her by the way. If you are ever looking to donate to a fantastic organization, Los Adoptables and the animal pad are definitely two that I personally donate whenever I like have any extra that I can give. Those are the two that I always give to. But we were with Pris and she wanted to go to this taco place. It's one of our favorite taco places. It's called Lupita's. It's kind of in Ensenada Baja, but a little bit like maybe 30 minutes from there, I don't know. And it's called Lupita's Fantastic Tacos. We show up and the employees tell us that these this dog had just been dumped at the taco shop. So we're kind of like giving her some food, somebody else was giving her food, and I walked up from behind and grabbed her from like the back, just kind of like snatched her up and which thankfully it was easy cuz she's like four pounds. Uh, With some of the bigger dogs, it's really intimidating because you just don't want to get bit. But she kind of flailed for a second and then we took her to Pris's, vaccinated her right away. She still, as I sit here today, has not been spayed, but we are going to get her spayed immediately. We don't bring her around other dogs or anything. We would never let that happen, but we are going to get her spayed before she goes to her forever home but we've now been fostering her for about a month. So after we left Mexico, we obviously did more animal rescue work that week, came back to the States and we've been fostering her for about a month. And so this last month we've just gotten to know her and Pearl is not a fan, not thriving. And I feel bad sometimes because I can get just like barely frustrated with Pearl. It's not like I would never yell at her for it or anything like that, but I can get a little bit frustrated because she is like a bully to Abigail and Abigail does not, it's not her fault at all. And, but the thing with Pearl is that, you know, she had a really hard life for like seven years before I ever got her. And so when I got her, she was just a really insecure dog. And it's taken a lot of hard work over the last few years to kind of grow her confidence and get her to just like a better mental place. I mean I know that sounds ridiculous because she's a dog but she was just like a very insecure dog and now I feel like she's not that way and so now when I have Abigail on my lap and Pearl really wants to be sitting in my lap because my lap is like forever reserved for Pearl. That's just how it's been for the last several years. And so she's just, I can tell, gets a little bit like defeated and sad. And so I obviously, I always just hand Abigail to Henry so I can take Pearl. But that's just been kind of hard because I haven't seen Pearl like that in a long time. Anyway, Abigail's doing great. Uh, When we first got her, she was like the pickiest eater ever. She would only eat eggs and like meat that we cooked. And I I don't even eat meat. So Henry would cook meat. I would like cook a couple eggs or something and just give it all to, we'd like, that's the only thing she would eat. She's the pickiest girl. We were trying to feed her just food for dogs, which is extremely expensive dog food. We're like trying to give her all of the best stuff. Would not have it. And just recently, she started eating dog food. I was like, God bless, because I'm not trying to cook for one of the dogs every single day, especially when I'm not doing that for my own dogs. And so she has been great, just kind of like traveling, loving the van life, hanging out. We have not found her forever home yet. We do have several people that are interested because she's a small dog. People love a small dog. And so it's not going to be hard for us to find a forever home, but we just need to spay her and probably, you know, nail down any behavioral anything and just make sure that we find like the perfect home for her. Not that she's having any behavior issues, by the way. I just mean based on her behavior and who she is as a dog, who would be the best fit for her in general. Actually, kind of an announcement. I know a lot of people want us to keep her and just to be completely honest, maybe this will, like, ease the, the letdown that I know we're gonna face when we totally, like, when we announce it, announce it, but I don't think that we're going to keep Abigail, and I know some people's perspective is that that's, like, a cruel thing because she loves us now, and she knows us, and that is, like, true. She knows us, and she loves us, but, We've only had her for a month. She will develop that with another family and we do not feel comfortable like maxing out the number of dogs we can possibly have on the road. We don't want five, six dogs on the road and we do want to keep fostering. It's something that we're very passionate about. It's something Henry's definitely very passionate about and I am I'm passionate about it, but you guys know that it causes me a little bit of emotional distress, but I will say I've been getting much better at that, and so we just, we know that if we kept her, we likely would not be able to continue fostering, and if you're thinking to yourself why, it's not safe for us to just, like, keep getting dogs. You know, like we have our three. We feel very comfortable with that. And then when we have a foster, I can have Ella and Pearl and Henry can have Finn and the foster dog when it comes to walking them on leash and things like that. And we just don't really feel the need to like pack on as many dogs as we can. Once we have a house sometime in the future, we can hopefully keep a foster dog and then continue to foster. But then also when it comes to Pearl, I mean, Henry, Adores Pearl. He loves Pearl. And getting a dog who does not complement our pack pretty perfectly is not really something that we're looking for either. We would really like to get a dog who all of our dogs do well with. And Abigail, you know, she's a Chihuahua, so she doesn't really play with Finn or Ella and she causes a little bit of conflict with Pearl. And so we would just rather get a dog who is either going to play with Finn and Ella and kind of keep up with them or would be a good companion and friend for Pearl. So she's a great dog. I have nothing, I mean, not that I would ever say a negative thing about a dog in general, but she's a great dog and I'm so happy for whoever does end up with her. But as a slight announcement, I do not think that that family will be us, and I am sorry. And if you don't see why and everything, then I guess I'm just sorry. But uh, it's not a good fit for us, and that's pretty much all you got. All you need to know. Moving along that's pretty much everything for the dogs. You know, they're they're fine. They're thriving. That was like over like what, 15 minutes of talking about dogs, but the dogs are loved. They are healthy and we are very grateful for that. So next up, I just want to address Henry, the love of my life, my sweet. And yeah, he's also doing great. I'm not going to talk too much about him because we have a whole episode coming out next week where we like dive pretty deep into pretty much everything. But I do just want to kind of shout out in general, he is also healthy. He is doing well. We have both been in therapy for a while now. I'm very grateful for that experience. That is something we will definitely be talking about next week. And yeah, I mean, having a partner who is very invested in me the relationship and improving himself as a person i mean i am always trying to improve myself as a person as well not to say he needs to improve himself any more than i would we are both like have that vision and have that mission for our lives and so i feel like i really would need a partner who prioritizes, you know, always trying to grow and just be the best person he can be. And so I just really appreciate having that in a partner and having that in him and being able to talk about those types of things and talk about our future and things like that. And so yeah, I'm just endlessly grateful for that man as well. I don't really have to talk about him too terribly much, like I said. We we pretty much leave no stone unturned next week. So I'm pretty pumped for you guys to hear that as well. It's a pretty juicy episode. We recorded that a few days ago. So moving along, I know I have a lot of questions about the new van. If you do not already know, I purchased a 2022 Ford Transit van. It is the all-wheel drive extended uh, beautiful beast of a Ford Transit. I am so excited. I have been in my current van for four years and I had a Sprinter for about a year before that. So I've been on the road for five years now and this will be my first ever like brand new vehicle ever in my life. And I'm Oh my god, I just cannot even tell you how excited I am about it. It is currently getting built with SoCal Custom vans in San Diego. I got the van from a dealership in like the greater LA area. I got so lucky. Have I talked about that on the podcast? Probably not. I think that was in like May of this year. Essentially what happened, this is insanity, okay? I was talking to henry we were basically talking about getting a house okay we were like maybe we should get a rental property where we airbnb it and still do van life like 75 percent of the time the other 25 percent, we have a, a place where we can at least store our stuff we're talking about that then henry kind of decided he was not totally ready for that i was like okay like not gonna not gonna force a person into it you know what i'm saying so i was like okay then i just needed to really feel like creative in my design aspects. Like I love designing like not just vans, but I love buying organizational things and just like decor. I don't know. I just I like doing that type of stuff and I feel very stale and not creative in my current van. There's nothing wrong with it. I know that anytime I talk about this, I get comments about well, what's wrong with your current van? Nothing's necessarily wrong with it. It just, I've been in it for four years and it's a van. Like it's not a regular apartment where you can kind of, or house where you can totally change it up. I'm also not that handy. And it just feels limiting to de- how many ways can I decorate the same very small space? I mean, I know someone's listening and they're like, oh, there's a lot of ways. Well, I'm not that creative. So I wanted a new space to create. And so when we decided that we were not going to be getting a house, Henry was like, you should think about getting a new van because he had just gotten his new van. So I was like, "Okay, well, let me just look into it. And Ford Transits specifically were about a year out. And like on the waiting list, you just I don't know if maybe you do or do not know, vans right now are very hard to get like it's i mean if you pay an astronomical amount of money which you'll probably do regardless but if you pay a ton then you might be able to get like a used van or one on vanlifetrader.com which is where you can get already built vans and things like that but if you want to get one from a dealership it is about a year out on from every company it's ridiculous and so I was calling around different dealerships and spoke to a few different people. Uh, Henry saw an Instagram story that same day, which was very bizarre from someone saying that they had like seen, this is so confusing, seen a Ford Transit on a specific what like dealership website. So we called that dealership and they were like, oh yeah, somebody's already buying that not available. Okay, great. Well, we call some dealerships. I was gonna get put on the wait list, but I was still trying to decide if it's even what I wanted to do. And the next day, that dealership, who told me that the van was already taken, calls and says, the guy who we were selling the van to has backed out. And so we can default to the wait list, or we can just put your name on it because we know that you're a serious buyer because you just called yesterday. So if you want it, then it's yours. And we're just going to transfer the names and it's not even going to like be put on the website or go to the wait list. And I was like, oh my God. So Of course, I go running over. We're in the San Diego parking lot when all this happened several months ago. And I go running over to Henry's van and he was like, oh my God, you have to do it. You have to do it. And I mean, I do not regret it one single bit, but I was definitely feeling the energy of the moment. I was like, oh my God, okay, if I don't get this one, it's probably going to be so long. And so I just called the guy, had him put my name on it. And like two days later, I had to drive up to the LA area and basically just buy this van. I mean, thank God I've been saving my money the last few years. And so I did have a savings account. I put money down, financed the rest, and I drove away. I had left my current van in San Diego. Henry drove me in his van to the dealership in LA, drove the new van back, and I had two vans. I did not want two vans. And so to be specifically in charge of, you know, like I'm living in parking lots essentially. So I called around to a few different builders. I had just met a builder a couple of months prior at Tiny Fest, SoCal Custom Vans. I had met the owner of it, Nick, and uh, the, one of the other guys who works there, Ikey. So I had kind of remembered them, called them, and they were like, yeah, I mean, we can't get started on it for a few months because they had other builds going, but we are happy to hold the van for you, which is really what I needed because I just didn't, like I said, I didn't want to be in charge of two vans. I wanted to keep traveling and doing stuff, so I gave them my new van. They held on to it for a few months and then they started building it. And now it is November at the time that I'm recording this and the van should be done by the end of the year. I would say the very very end of the year. Anytime someone says that, it's not that I don't trust them. I do love them, but I'm always expecting it, you know within a few weeks of that time. I don't like setting myself up for disappointment, so if anything happens towards the end or they need some extra time to perfect something, I'm not going to be disappointed. I am at the very, very least expecting it by the end of January. It's definitely not going to be that long, but like that's kind of mentally what, what I'm telling myself. They are telling me the end of December. And that's just like five weeks away. So I feel like they would be able to gauge that. But anyways, that is what has happening with the new van. The new van is going to have a toilet. I'm doing the, I'm not going to say this right. I have no idea how to say it. Like LaVeo or Lavio. Dry flush toilet. And so it's not compost because I just don't really want to mess with having to take care of compost. It's really not that hard or that big of a deal, but I just don't really feel like having to empty out the compost or worry about it. So this toilet, you'll have to watch videos. I cannot even explain what it is or like how it works. I mean, I kind of know, but I just know I'm going to explain it wrong and then someone's going to correct me. So it's basically no, I'm not doing it. When you open it up, it looks like aluminum foil, and you. The reason people don't always do this specific toilet is because it's like a dollar and a little bit of change per flush. So you can't really flush. Like I pee one thousand times a day, and I'm not paying a thousand dollars a day to pee. And so what you like, I will probably do is every several pees, like well, every time I go, I will put the stuff that they sell called pee powder hi, welcome to Van Life, pour this pea powder. It literally looks like seasoning that you'd find in the grocery store. And you put it on your pea and it turns it to gel. Yum, I know. And so then you have the gel in there for a few peas and then like every three or four peas or something, then you can flush. And then every number two that you go, you definitely flush. So you can watch, there's like YouTube videos about it. I really like it. The biggest selling point for me is that it's significantly smaller than... Nature's Head like composting toilet and a couple other competing composting toilets and so it's just not going to take up a bunch of space in the van where like Nature's Head just it's, it's very big it's very bulky it's not I mean not that any toilet's necessarily attractive but Nature's Head really it's it's not like a good looking toilet you know and so this one I just liked and you can also it's not like plumbed through the the van so with nature's head and with other composting toilets that you see they have to like vent it out of the van so they have to cut a hole somewhere in the van to like vent the smell and this one is battery powered and it has its own battery so if i wanted to i can take the whole toilet unit outside and like poop outside but be going on like a normal toilet and henry's thoughts are why would you ever do that and i I probably won't to be completely honest, but it's a good thought. And with leave no trace rules constantly changing, it's kind of becoming better and better practice to just not poop as much outside. Obviously we're always digging the proper like hole and digging deep and whatnot, especially because we have disgusting dogs who would probably dig it up. So we're doing everything accordingly. But I just feel, as time goes on, I'm feeling a little bit less and less comfortable pooping outside, so I feel like having this toilet is just gonna solve a lot of things. Anyways, was not planning on talking about toilets for so long. Nuvan's gonna have a toilet. That's really where I was going with that. I'm not doing an indoor shower. I will be doing an outdoor shower with a water heater. Excited for that. I'm gonna do a fixed bed. I've always talked about how I wish I had had a fixed bed. I'm still gonna do a low bed, because I love a low bed. It just opens up the space and makes it feel just like more spacious I'm gonna do a fridge obviously probably the same one I have now because I love this fridge it's an isotherm fridge I'm gonna do uh the the stove and the oven are gonna be like one unit and so I'm gonna have an oven I'm gonna be able to bake cookies and pizza and stuff like that which is exciting and there's gonna be like a pocket door in the next one as well I just you can't convince me not to get a pocket door. I just love the pocket door. It does something for me. And so I just enjoy it. I think it's like pretty and I'm gonna make the new one very different. I have Pearl's Place is gonna be in this one. I made a video about it if you wanna see kind of an actual visual of this. But in the bench I'm gonna have a little workspace. And so at the bench of the workspace there's gonna be like a a mouse hole cut the bottom, an arched little doorway for her. And I'm going to make, I think I'm going to get like American Girl doll furniture or something and put like the bench is just going to be her own little apartment. So she can get away from all the noise of the other dogs, you know, her, her annoying siblings. When this van is ready and done, like the new one, I will be selling my current van. I am not currently looking for a owner, by the way, because I've already had some people reaching out and asking if they could buy it. And there's definitely some things I wanna fix up, make it like brand new. Not that it'll probably ever be totally brand new, but you know what I'm saying? Just kind of fixing it up and whatnot. And so I'm not ready to choose anyone. I don't even know how much I wanna sell it for. I have not put much thought into it at all, but I do know that I just don't have a purpose for it and originally I thought I might just like put it in storage or something until I don't know I figured out what to do with it but this van has been so loved and it's honestly done me so well these last four years. I would hate for it to not be getting used consistently. It just deserves to travel and explore and do for someone what it has done for me and so I definitely will be selling it finding a new home, hopefully someone who's going to be full-time. And yeah, so that's going to be exciting and also something to look out for. I would say that's probably going to happen if the new van is done by the end of this current year in 2022. It will probably be listed sometime in the early spring of next year, to sell. So you can kind of look out for it then. But that's pretty much everything going on with my vans. And so next up, I've also gotten asked a couple times, will I still be getting a house or will we still be getting a house? Because I know we talked about that on the podcast at some point. While that is something I definitely want. I mean, five years of being full-time on the road and in this last year, two years, I feel like I've become more of a of a business and not in a bad way. I still feel very personal and still feel like a friend to the people that I connect with online, but in the best way. I feel like I like, things have kind of taken off. Like I'm making more money now and I feel more confident just talking on any kind of panel or about van stuff and doing all of that from a van for so long is definitely kind of becoming a little bit stressful just not having a, a reliable office space at all like not that i would even need much that's why i'm gonna have a workspace in the new van i'm hoping that will definitely help but henry and i did go to like some loan officers and talk to them actually tegan if you remember my episode that i did with one of my best friends tegan i went to her company and we talked to them about what getting a loan would look like for us because our finances just look like a disaster because essentially we write that we're we both have an LLC and we write off everything that we do like you know a lot of what we do is for work so we can write off gas and we can write off just like a lot of the expenses that we have on a day-to-day basis not like groceries but when it comes to I don't know, anything that we post or anything that we share, we can technically write that off. And so because we do that, it looks like at the end, I don't know if this is interesting to anyone, by the way, but you know, you have your gross money and then you have the net money at the end of the year. And that is after expenses. And because we expense so much, it looks like we make significantly less money than what we do actually make. And so the bank, you know, looks at that and thinks there's no way these people can pay off a loan. They make no money. And so it, it got a little bit confusing when we went to Tegan's company and talked to them. And they basically said, you guys need to wait, you know, four to six months-ish before you even start this process because then you can use this is so boring. Like, I'm so sorry. This is what I've been up to the last year, okay? But they said you can use your 2021 taxes and your 2022 taxes to try and get a loan. But like sitting here today, I've not filed my 2022 taxes. So they basically said you want to wipe clean those 2020 taxes and not use those to like go through with the bank, which is what we're having to do right now. Um, But if you wait until you file your 2022, then you'll have the two newest years and it will look a lot better to the bank essentially. And so even though we were like kind of trying to move through the process of potentially buying a house this year, it's that's just not going to happen. And with my new van anyways, I was like a little bit stressed out about doing both of those things, both financially and just emotionally. And so it feels better to just worry about the new van, get that in order, and then at some point in the future. I mean, we also just want to go to Alaska in the vans and we have a lot of like travel plans in general. So Lord knows when we're going to buy a house. But that was something I had talked to you guys about and something I was considering and thinking about and really craving, honestly, in a lot of ways. Um, But I'm really hoping that the new van will kind of scratch that itch and the new house situation can kind of just stay on the back burner until we are both totally ready. And just to be clear, Henry is feeling much more ready now. It's not like I, I didn't pressure him into that. He was definitely feeling much more ready than he was back in May when the whole new van situation was happening. And so like he's definitely been feeling, feeling the same way that I have just in terms of office space and, and all of that. And the dogs having a fenced in yard, those kinds of things, but it's not happening. So there's your update on the house. Okay. I just took a large sip of wine. So the next thing that I have written down, which I say now is not really going to be that much, but we all know how I am, uh, is kind of just my upcoming travel plans and like where I've been, what has been going on. I think since we talked last, we've done the Pacific Northwest, which obsessed by the way with the whole place, but specifically Bellingham, Washington. If you can go go. I loved Bellingham, Washington. It's very van friendly. It was just so much fun. We have been to Utah, we did Northern Arizona. We kind of did that recently. I recently flew to, to Orlando and surprised my mom. My sister knew I was coming on like a a girl's trip. My sister and my mom were going to be going to Disney essentially, and my sister called me and was like, "Do you want to come? Let's surprise mom in the airport." So I already had to go to Michigan for a Ford event, like Ford Pro, the cars, there's a new thing happening. I honestly don't even know if I can talk about that yet, but probably, I assume so. And so that was all happening. So I was already flying to Detroit. So I ended up flying to Detroit for the Ford event and then from Detroit to Orlando to surprise my mom in the airport, which could not have gone better. It was just so sweet. My mom cried. It was precious. That video is up on Instagram. You've probably seen it we just got to enjoy Disney, which my mom is a total Disney adult. My family grew up like anytime we did go on vacation is every maybe like four or five years we would go to Disney. Uh, We did go to Florida more often than that, but sometimes we would just go to like St. Pete or something like that. But every several years we would go to Disney and it was just the best time ever. We all love Disney as a family. It makes us quite happy. So we had such a great time there for a few days. Henry has promised me that he will come to Disney with me next Next year, So we're holding him to that and we love to see it because he has never really been to Disney. He went once as a child and like remembers nothing. So I'm pumped to share that with him. And then in terms of upcoming travel plans, we are, like I mentioned, sitting in Joshua Tree currently. We are probably going to be between here Phoenix, which is east, obviously, and then from Phoenix to San Diego, which is like west of where I'm sitting right now because of my new van being in San Diego, Joshua Tree being a place that we love and just tons of camping and hanging out. And then there is a gathering the first three or four days in December. Tiny Fest in like the Phoenix area that Henry and I will be going to. So we're going to be in Phoenix for that. Joshua Tree in between to just hang out and then San Diego back and forth to check on the new van. And then probably going into Baja would be my guess. A lot of van people are currently in Baja and they are like a lot of my friends, Jean and Shay, they have an episode coming out um, soon as well. But Tons of them are down there and I'm just so jealous and it's just my favorite place ever. And so we're definitely going to be going down there this winter and we have to go early because I am doing Trova trips in 2023. So I'm going on five international trips, which I don't regret at all. And I'm so excited to go on all of them. I actually am like unbelievably excited to go on every single one of them but it is definitely going to be a lot because so the first two trova trips one is in march and one is in may are going to be to costa rica that is not that long of a flight like i can totally manage that handle that easy breezy and then the next one is to bali which is in may april june that's in june which is a very far flight So I'm going to be going to Bali in June and then Morocco in September and Thailand in November. That is so many flights and so many places. I'm extremely grateful and I'm so pumped. I don't think I explained well what Trova Trip actually is. So about 20 people, you guys, maybe a few of you listening, are going to be coming with me on all of those trips. So I'm basically hosting trips to each one of these places. Ironic because I have never been to any of them, but I feel like that makes it so much more fun because we just get to discover these beautiful places together for the first time. And so yeah, I'm going to be bringing about, I think it varies from like 18 to 24 people per trip. And they all sold out within like 20 minutes. It was madness. But since then, there's been a couple cancellations. So I wanted to just kind of go through these in case anyone listening wants to join on any of them. There is one spot available in Bali and then two spots available in Costa Rica 2.0. So that is the May trip, the second time that I'm going to Costa Rica. So I will link both of those in the show notes of this episode if you want to find them or you can just DM me and I'll send you the link if you really want to go and they're all going to be so much fun. People's schedules have just changed. Life circumstances have kind of changed, so those three people had to cancel, and so that does leave some opportunity for any of you guys if you do want to come, but I am just, in, I cannot tell you enough how excited I am. Shay, my friend, is going to be coming on four of the five trips with me. My mom is going to be coming on that fifth one with me, and Shay and I just text about it non-stop. Like we send each other Airbnbs in these places. Like if we should go early and stay here or do this or do that or what we should like add to an itinerary. We just are both really, really excited. So if you are coming, thank you. Thank you for signing up. And I promise you, you will have like a very, very memorable trip and I will try my best to make it super fun and special. I cannot tell if we are going through these topics very slow or very fast. I am just doing my best over here. So fingers crossed it's going well. I haven't done this in a long time. I feel rusty. But the next thing to talk about is a new project. I have not announced this at all unless you follow me on like my my Finsta. It's kind of a fake account. I will say it now because I've said it here, but it's Divine Off The Road. OFF instead of Divine On The Road, which is my main account. But I've only brought it up once or twice on Divine Off The Road just to kind of, you know, get the temperature of the room on the project. But I have a new project I've been working on. It is a clothing line. Not like, I mean, I guess it's, is it technically merch? I don't know. It doesn't say my name or Divine On The Road or have like pictures of my dogs or anything. It is a clothing line. It will be called Roads of Gold. And it is going to be like a different van life related quotes and sayings on the back of hoodies and t-shirts and crew necks and things like that. I just feel like there's so many like the whole like text me when you get home. I don't know if you've seen that but there's a lot of clothing brands that kind of use phrases like that that just don't really apply. I mean your van is your home and you know everywhere is your home and whatever. But I wanted to like turn some of those types of phrases into more van life specific, and so it's more campsite sayings and traveler esque things. I'm not being detailed on purpose, but you will see soon. And then I'm also gonna be doing some tank tops because I wear tank tops all the time, and somehow, some way, it's become one of my number one asked. What are you? Where'd you get that tank top? Like where? Where's? Where's that tank top from? So I'm gonna just make my own and I'm very happy about that. And then some onesies similar to the ones that I wear but different and I've been working with a team on all of this by the way. It is the coolest thing ever. They send me fabric samples, color samples, all of this stuff and we are just like over I'm like looking at 30 different shades of beige and I have to like choose which beige I love and then just going over all the different questions it just every week sends energy through my entire body like I that sounded so weird I've never said that in my life but I went to school for fashion business and a kind of distant long-term dream of mine has always been to have some sort of clothing line and so this really feels like a dream come true. I am being very specific. I'm talking like making the neck hole a quarter of an inch bigger and the armhole like this. And this cannot be ribbed, but this needs to be ribbed. And that beige will not work, so it needs to be this beige. It is so specific. I mean, I could give quite literally hundreds of other examples, but I'm just trying to make all of this the best quality possible, and it's also you know I'm not using, which it's not like there's anything wrong with it, but I'm not using already made t-shirts and hoodies. You know that's what kind of merch I guess is, is that you just put your designs on hoodies that are already mass produced. We are not doing that. We are custom making our own t-shirts, custom making our own sweatshirts, uh, where we want the Shoulder seam to be like, you know, to give it an oversized look or not, and just whatever you get the point. And it's just, it's one of the coolest projects I've ever personally worked on, and I'm just really excited to be a part of that and to be doing it myself for myself. And so that will be coming probably next summer, which is so far away, and so that's kind of why I'm holding off on announcing it online because I don't want to hype it up and then, you know, like everything kind of dwindle because there's so much time in between now and when. When it's actually going to be launched but it just takes a long time in between getting samples and wanting to make changes and then it's like weeks before you get another sample like the whole process just takes a long time but i wanted to share about it now because it's something that i'm working on and i'm putting a lot of time into it and so are other like i have several other people who are putting a lot of time into it they are absolutely spectacular i will shout them out another time when we're like closer to the end and oh well the end of this particular launch. This is not something that's going to be going away. I would like to be launching a collection essentially every probably two to three months for starting in the summer of 2023 for as many years as I can. And so, yeah, that's just something I've been working on and I'm pumped about. And not to be so random, but the thing that I have written down after or the clothing line situation is my mental health, (laughs) but it wouldn't be a proper Sydney podcast if we didn't talk about mental health. So let's honestly just dive right in. I have been in therapy, I'm smiling, and it is fantastic. I found a therapist who I love and I did post a story on a frustrated day. I was rightfully frustrated. My therapist had been late to several of my sessions and I am not like a late person. I'm not a tardy person. I am always on time every once in a while if I'm like struggling to get service or something, I might show up to a meeting a minute or two, but I will always let them know ahead of time that I'm just like trying to find service and that I will be there immediately. But I would never not say something if I'm, I am going to be late. And she was 15, 20 minutes late consistently. And then she would always give me that time at the end of the session. She would always add on 15 or 20 minutes if she was late. So, I felt, you know, happy about that. It's not like she was just taking money for a full session and not giving me a full session. I just didn't feel like she was respecting my time when I had planned for it for it to be like a certain hour. And then it's technically going 30 minutes over the time that I had planned. Not that I'm the busiest person in the world. It was just not a good feeling. And I was like, I am talking to you about being a people pleaser and having a hard time speaking up. And I don't think she was intentionally testing me. I feel like she was just putting me in a position unintentionally where I felt disrespected and uncomfortable the way I do in real life sometimes. And so I just did not appreciate that. I essentially posted about it one day. Everybody was like, that's not acceptable. You should get a new therapist. But I love her. The insights that she has, the things that she shares are so valuable and she gets me in... A really like I want to say personal way, but that sounds inappropriate or unprofessional. It's very professional, but just in a very personal way, we get along really well, and she understands me, and she is so funny and energetic, and I really love that about her. So I didn't want a new therapist, and I I have had therapists in the past that I really wanted to get rid of, and I just was like not driving with them at all. And she was not that way. It was just that this freaking woman just could not show up on time. And there was always, you know, she would come in kind of chaotic because she was late. And then, you know, bringing that energy to start off with mine. And I was trying to talk about some serious things. So anyways, I called her out kind of obviously very nicely and she was extremely receptive to that and was never late again. So that's important for me to kind of update you on that she has not been late since the day I told her that, you know, I didn't really appreciate that and that my time was valuable and I just really would appreciate her showing up on time. I said it much nicer than that, but she has not been late. She has still been wonderful and she uh, recommended EMDR, like E-M as in Mary, D as in dog R therapy. And uh, if you've never heard of EMDR, I'm not going to perfectly define it because I can't, but it really specializes in people who have experienced any sort of traumatic event and kind of specific experiences that you want to dive deeper into and kind of fully heal from. So my main therapist that I was just talking about, is someone who does talk therapy. We talk about a lot of different things. She has she does these different exercises and things that kind of pull me I I don't know more into a story or maybe why certain things I've been through or had happen, like why those those might manifest in other behaviors that I have now and how, you know, patterns and stuff like that. And EMDR, from what I've gathered, I've only had one session, which is why I'm kind of talking about it, but it was so wonderful with this other woman. She basically said that there's eight different phases that she'll kind of take me through. And really it's like one experience tackled at a time and you really kind of almost relive that experience. Like she'll ask a ton of different questions and you just dive a lot deeper into very specific experiences. I know I keep saying that, but that's what EMDR is, or at least that's what my experience with the one session I've had of it. She kind of told me what it would be. We've not started to dive into anything. That's what we're going to be doing in our next session, but I'm also really excited for that. If I'm being totally transparent, and this is not me wishing that it was this way, it genuinely, I don't think it's something that I am in dire need of. I don't feel And maybe I'll uncover the fact that this is not true, but sitting here today, I don't feel like there's anything that, you know, a really traumatic experience that has affected me extremely negatively and I haven't already realized that and tried to correct it or heal from it and that type of thing. I feel like I've worked through a lot of my shit, but the reason I wanted to do EMDR is because, but I mean, like I was talking about when I was mentioning Henry, I'm just kind of on a quest right now to become, I'm 27 and I want to be the best 30 year old I can be. I want to be the best 40 year old I can be. And to do that, I just really want to close certain chapters, heal from certain chapters and know and feel confidently that I have dealt with those things. And so, yeah, I'm just starting it and maybe I'll hate it. I don't know. I don't think I'm going to because I really love doing these psychology type of things. I like digging into my brain. I like digging into other people's brains. So I think I'm going to love it, but I'm going to do it for as long as I feel necessary. And yeah, I mean, and as far as mental health, I'm doing all of that work, and Henry and I have been very open with each other these last several, maybe six months or so. I feel like we've been more open than we had been in the past, which we also talk about this in next week's podcast, but we've been very open about our mental health, how we're feeling as individuals, how we're feeling about our relationship, things like that, which also I think just helps, I guess, having the person that you're with every day feel like someone that you can really, really talk to has been extremely helpful for me, and I've always had my two good friends, Katie and Bree. they are both therapy queens. <laughs> They're both very emotionally intelligent people. And so having them in my life is very important to me. And yeah, I think right now I feel extremely solid and extremely blessed to have the circle of people that I have around me. I, I can never talk about that without mentioning my parents, my sister, my family. They've always been there for me, but now I have also like my chosen people as well who I can talk to and go to. So mental health wise, I'm feeling great. And to touch on social anxiety because that was like a big thing that I struggled with in the past and I talked extensively about it on the podcast. I do not really get a lot of social anxiety anymore. It's not because it d- it just doesn't exist for me. I now know the tools that I need going into certain social gatherings or events, I kind of know what I need to do beforehand to ease that. And I also just feel like a way more confident person. I I don't question myself as much. I don't feel as insecure. And I'm not saying if you struggle with social anxiety that you are that way. I'm just speaking for myself. I don't think I was extremely confident when I struggled really hard with it. And so going into a social gathering, the idea of like sitting at a table by myself was disastrous. Like I would rather not go than to even, you know, that be a possibility. And now I don't feel that way. Like I would go anywhere and just sit at a table by myself. I actually do it by choice all the time when I take myself out to dinner. And so that just, I feel better in my own skin, I think. And then, you know, adding in the whole me learning what tools I need. For me, that really is just going into an event, kind of knowing, is it inside or is it outside? How long is it going to be for? Are there going to be 10 people there? or 100 people there. And I like knowing those details so I can mentally prepare. And I struggle a little bit more when I don't have those details. But typically, when you're going somewhere, you can kind of get the majority of that. So that's pretty much social anxiety in a nutshell for me these days. I do still have a little bit of anxiety. But y'all, I have been just reading and meditating and like chilling. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I just feel good right now. And so I know that the tables might turn one day. Hopefully they don't, but it's life. So they probably will. And so I'm just like riding the wave that I am right now, just enjoying my life. Like I am happy and I don't want to be sitting here like waiting for the other shoe to drop or like waiting for something bad to happen. I am just taking in and soaking in every single minute of the happy life that I feel currently. And you know, because then, then it's just a waste. If you're just worrying about the bad times and then in the bad times, then you know, what are you doing when you're happy? So I am just soaking it in and enjoying my life. But moving along, we're almost done. We're almost through. I just have a couple general things that I used to do on the podcast. So I felt like, why not, you know? First up being a book recommendation. I used to always tell you guys what books I was reading. So the one I read recently, then she was gone. That's the name of the book. Then she was gone. A lot of you have probably already read it because I'm pretty sure it's like a New York Times bestseller. And when I posted about it on my stories, a lot of you had or had like things to say about it. So I'm assuming that you read it. It was like the first book in a long time that perfectly held my attention. I do think because I'm kind of a true crime listener and viewer in terms of like watching YouTube videos and stuff. I, that probably helps because it's kind of true crimey, but, but I guess it's not true. Is it true? I should do some research before I talk about things. I don't know if it's a true story or not, so I can't say true crime, but it's like a thriller, you know? And so it's about a missing girl. I feel like that's not a spoiler alert. It's pretty much what the whole book is about. So it's called Then She Was Gone. Kept my attention the whole time. Such a good book. If you were in a reading rut and no books are just sounding good to you and when you start them, they're just not doing it for you. I would get this book. It is very, very good. And now I just started reading Designing Your Life. I got a couple other books with it. Oh, The Silent Patient. That's what a lot of you told me to read, but because I just read Then She Was Gone, I just decided to not do The Silent Patient yet. So I'm reading Designing Your Life. It is, what are they called? Like a a self-help book, a life book. And so I'm excited to just kind of, I don't know, read that, see if it helps, see if it teaches me anything. I also like reading stuff like that. So those are the current book recs. Show recommendation from scratch. Okay. Oh my God. But if you are not into like sappy shit, I don't know if you would totally love it, but wow, was I sobbing. I was bawling my eyes out. And so if you're looking for a good show, I feel like that one is, maybe it's not underrated because I think it's in the top 10 on Netflix, but I don't hear a lot of people talking about it. It's not like love is blind, which woo, love is blind. Did you see that? That was crazy, but also we love Love is Blind drama. So yeah, from scratch, love it and watch it. Last but not least, oh wait. Okay, before I say my very, very last thing, I do want to be a good marketing queen, okay? My clothing line will not be out until summer of next year. And I do, in the meantime, you already knew that, but in the meantime, I do sell coffee still. Let's just say, hashtag ad, this podcast is sponsored by my own coffee, okay? So it's called Divine on the Roast, and you can purchase it at shopdivineontheroad.com. ShopDivineOnTheRoad.com, and I have a El Espresso named after my golden retriever, uh, Pick Me Up Pearl. It is the dark roast named after Pearl, and then I have a medium roast, my Solo roast, and a light roast called Morning Light, and a decaf called Destination Decaf, and then some other like stickers and knacky like mugs and stuff like that to kind of pair with coffee things. And so yes, I do sell coffee. I do not talk about it enough. And yeah, I love the coffee biz. I mean, I drink my coffee every single day. I used to swear by Stumptown coffee, not to literally bring up a competitor during me trying to market my own coffee, but I used to love it. Bought it the other day because I ran out of my own coffee for the first time in two years since launching it. And I bought Stumptown. I made Henry a cup of coffee. Okay. I make us coffee every day. I made us a cup of coffee using Stumptown. Didn't tell Henry because he doesn't care. I gave him the Stumptown and he was like, what is wrong with this coffee? And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, it's so bitter. It's not good. And I took a sip of mine and I was like, damn, like maybe it's a bad bag because this is bitter. And I do usually like Stumptown, but I haven't had it in two years. And I was like, well, this is not my coffee. Like we've been drinking my coffee for the last two years. Maybe it's because it's a different brand and we're just like, we haven't had it in so long. And he was like, I don't know, but I don't think I can drink it. Guys, that was the first time I've given that man a hot cup of coffee from a different company in two years. And he said he couldn't drink it. If that's not a good sales pitch, I don't know what is. So anyways, uh, I made coffee shop divine on the road.com. And it has a picture of me and my dogs on the front. So can't really beat it. So that brings me to my last thing, which is I do not celebrate numbers often. I don't even think I've ever one time celebrated hitting a certain milestone, but I recently hit a million on TikTok. And, you know, it's like bringing it up is icky, but not bringing it up is maybe ungrateful. So I didn't really know what to do or what to say. So I did post one thing about it on Instagram, which is ironic because I hit a million on on TikTok. So I don't really know why I did that. But I just wanted to say here, that I am so grateful for all of you, particularly you who listen to my podcast and listen to me talk about my life for like an hour and will listen to me talk to Henry next week and just continue to show up for me. But thank you for supporting me on all of the different like platforms and sticking with me when I don't even do a podcast for an entire year. I mean, that is some shit and I am so grateful for every single one of you. So thank you for being here. And I mean that. So that's pretty much everything. I don't know what I possibly could have missed. I mean, that is the dogs, me, Henry, my two vans, (laughs) my not house, and pretty much everything else that I've got going on in life. So that is all that I have. I love you. And thank you for listening. I will be here next week with the hen dog and we will chat all about other stuff and our relationship. So I will see you then. Bye. (laughs)